and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. This is Kevin Folger. I want to thank you for joining us for Labors in the Harvest podcast. And uh, we're thankful for a new day that God has given to us and an opportunity to have another conversation with one of God's uh, great servants. And truly, when I say one of God's great servants, I'm speaking uh, in real terms today when I speak of my guest, Dr. Raymond Barber. Dr. Barber is in his 80s. He has served the Lord for over six decades. And we're excited about the fact that he's going to be a part of today's Labor and the Harvest podcast as we talk about his life and his journey in ministry. So I want you to sit back and enjoy our conversation, and I hope that it'll be a real blessing to you. Let's join our conversation now with Dr. Raymond Barber. Well, it's my great joy to have Dr. Raymond Barber joining me today. Dr. Barber, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to uh, sit down and have a conversation with me about your life and ministry and the journey God has taken you on. What a joy. Dr. Folger, uh, to share my own heart and life. I never get tired of telling people what I feel God has done, is doing, and will do yeah. for the person who surrendered, dedicated, committed to him. Yeah. So I, I think I have uh, your kind of your timeline a little bit right when I say you're in your 80s. Is that correct? I am. I'll soon be 89. Wow. That's incredible. God has sure blessed you with some good health and a sharp mind and the ability to still preach. That's, that's incredible. Well, I feel that God has really been good in a, in a lot of ways to mm-hmm. me, giving me the longevity, giving me the opportunities sure. to develop my ministry, extend my ministry out mm-hmm. beyond just the local church, mm-hmm. to many other churches, to uh, schools and conferences and different types of ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, it's a blessing. And of course, I've had the opportunity to uh, know you and to be a friend uh, and you to be a friend to me for a number of years. And I'm very, very grateful that God's brought you into our life. Well, it means a lot to me, if I may call you Kevin. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> You're a young man, you know, and I can call these young men by their first name. <laughs> yes, sir. You, nothing, nothing up highfalutin about us. We're just ordinary people right here. <laughs> we, yes, but to be uh, acquainted with the Folger family, your dad, your uncle. Mm. It's been a joy to have had you men in my life. Yes, sir. And we've exchanged uh, ideas and thoughts through the years, and we've been close in a sense. I've preached for you. We've shared together in different programs and on different uh, occasions and venues of preaching the gospel in various places. And I praise God for that opportunity. Well, it's been been my joy for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about your life, if we may, and because uh, that's really what this podcast is all about, is just kind of talking about people's life and their ministry and kind of the, the walk that God has taken down the path of serving 
on. And so how, how many years have you been preaching now, Dr. Barber? I have been preaching for 70 years. This wow. last January, <laughs> I had my 70th year celebration. Well, there's not too many men that have that kind of accomplishment. So you are to be, uh, well, first of all, we're grateful to the Lord for that longevity. But uh, to say thank you to you for just all those years of, of ministry is a blessing as well. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah. So where, where were you born and raised? I was born in Danville, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I was born on August the 12th, 1932. I was uh, brought up in a pastor's home. My dad was a pastor. I have uh, five brothers, and uh, four of us of the six boys were preachers. Mm. Uh, one of them's in uh, heaven now. And still have, I still have three brothers that are preaching. Mm -hmm. uh, well, two brothers that are preaching, and, and three brothers that are still alive, but two of them are still preaching. Mm. And been good to the Barber family. Sure. Bringing us up uh, from just ordinary circumstances. Uh, my dad started uh, the first uh, radio broadcast in Virginia, the Virginia Carolina Network. He was on the radio for 30 years. And when he passed away, my brother Bob, who's in heaven now, older than I, he uh, took it over and for 50, 57 years. Mm. So it was 87 years daily broadcast. Wow. Hundreds of thousands of people coming to know Christ. Under my dad's ministry, there were more than 100 young men called into the ministry. Hmm. He helped to establish 50 independent Baptist churches. Wow. And so I'm from a rich background of biblical training and preaching, building churches, conducting meetings. God has been good to the Barber family. I, I would certainly say that that's true. That's a, a, an understatement. What a blessing to, to have that kind of heritage and legacy uh, being passed down from generation to generation for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how old you were when God saved you. Were, were you uh, obviously? I was, 11, I was 11 years old hmm. and I felt the call of the ministry uh, primarily at the, at the same time. And I, I remember vividly when I was past my 11th birthday and was saved, at night I would have this heavy feeling in my heart. So I'd call my dad to my bedside and I'd say, Dad, something's going on down here. And he said, son, let me tell you what's going on down there. God is answering your dying mother's prayers. Mm -hmm. She died at 29. I was only two, but God uh, answered her prayer. So that's why I'm here today. I think that's why I'm in the ministry, physically, humanly speaking, because she prayed that God, her dying prayer was, dear God, call my sons into the ministry. Wow. Well, you know, you just wonder sometimes, don't you, that uh, how all that works as far as heaven is concerned, and she's uh, been with the Lord for all those years, and you wonder every once in a while if God doesn't let them come over to the portals of the side of heaven and look down and see what God is doing. Let's Who knows what's going on? Yeah. Exactly. I yeah, have no idea on. whether that's true or not, but it, it sure, it, it sure it makes it. Good. It, makes it, you does. Feel good. it does you know, for sure. Yeah. My mother, like I said, she was 29 and I was the youngest of six at that time. And I was, hmm. uh, was I have three half brothers. My dad remarried. Oh, okay. A wonderful stepmother. Mm -hmm. But 
with my biological mother. Twelve independent Baptist preachers helped in her funeral. Wow. Six medical doctors were pallbearers. Hmm. She must have been a wonderful Christian woman. Uh, I would say so. Yes, sir. Yeah. So were both your parents from Virginia? Were they, uh, is that the, where the well, family comes from? Line from Dama, they were in North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Reedsville, North Carolina came out of that area, which is 30 miles from Dama, just across the Virginia Carolina yes. line. Yes, sir. Very good. All right. Well, uh, as you're growing up into the teenage years, um, you know, did, you indicated that you've been preaching now for, um, you know, 70 years. So you, you started preaching when you're about 19, but uh, did God give you some other opportunities prior to that? Uh, yes. Just as a lad, uh, I would preach at youth meetings in, in my dad's church. And, and the dad just put me up and he said, son, if you've been called to preach, you've got to preach. <laughs> that's the way it worked back in those days, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what happened. To, yeah. He put us in it, quote, unquote. Right. Of course, God put us in the ministry, but but my dad just was so convicted that if a man boy had been called to preach, you ought to use his talent as he can, when he can. Yes, sir. And so I felt in the early age, early stages of my life, that's what God wanted me to do. And then after I graduated from high school, uh, I, I came to Fort Worth to enter the Bible Baptist Seminary uh, under the sponsorship of Dr. J. Frank Norris, who incidentally married us. 70 years ago wow when we were students at the bible Baptist seminary mm. back in those days you could marry as students sometimes you can't in other schools mm -hmm. but but uh i got a great start on the norris uh, of course he my dad had him for bible conferences in in our church in danville the baptist tabernacle uh, on several occasions when i was growing up so i knew norris before i really went to or came to Fort Worth, I say went because I'm in Fort Worth now and have been for 60 years. So Fort Worth is my home. Yes. But uh, God's been good and, and leaving the, the uh, seminary, I went back and worked with my dad and uh, assistant with him. And then I was came back to, well, I went to uh, Jacksonville, Florida for a couple of years, was associate to Dr. R.D. Engel and then came in out and was an associate to with my brother. Okay. While I was teaching, I became a teacher in the Bible Baptist Seminary in uh, 1960 and, and taught for 25 years in the seminary and what became later the Arlington Baptist College. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord led us to, to organize the Independent Baptist Fellowship International and the Norris Bible Baptist Seminary. That's who we are now. We have a great school. We don't have a large school. We have about 60 students, mm -hmm. but we train preachers. That's it. I mean, when, when money is sent, it's for training preachers. When we, uh, and we have uh, several uh, female students, but, but the, for the majority of them, they're, they're male students who've been called to preach and they're so exciting. For example, this is uh, spring break week. And they hate to see that come because they're so excited with what they're getting. We're teaching them the Bible from Genesis through Revelation as it comes in the Bible. By the time they are finished, they've got a, a great knowledge of every book as well as the doctrines and other things that go with it. But we're training preachers, and that's what it's all about. And God enabled me to step out and start that uh, 
38 years ago. So well, that, that's, that's such a blessing. I want to back up if I can for just a moment and just ask you, because obviously you were kind of in those developmental years when uh, the Second World War was going on. And uh, how, how, what are some of the rec recollections you have as a young person growing up in America during that time when America was involved in this major world conflict? And of course, uh, Nazi Germany and Japan were on the move. Um, um, you have some reflection on any of that as a, as a, as a Christian, as a person watching it? Well, of course, war is war. And as someone said a long time ago, war is hell. Mm -hmm. And we know that uh, hundreds of thousands of our young men went away. I know out of our own church, we had a number of young men. I can remember this growing up in those years. A number of the men out of our church were called into and drafted into the service. We had one woman, for example, that had five sons, all of whom were in the war at the same time. Wow. And I'll never forget so many times when the telephone would ring and somebody would say to me, to my dad, Preacher Barber, would you meet us down at the Greyhound station? Johnny is going, I'm just using that name mm. symbolically, is going off to war. We'd like for you to come and pray with him as he goes off. Mm. We had some men that did not return. They were killed in action. But the blight on, on all the nations uh, was keenly felt. Uh, and, and of course, we don't know all the ins and outs of what, what was going on in Washington at this time and in the Pentagon and so forth and so on. But we believe that America was on the right side and we believe God brought us through it as he did because we're on the right side as yes, a nation. Sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, we, uh, I, we just uh, here at Cleveland Baptist in the last uh, month or so, we, uh, I think, buried one of our last uh, World War II vets. He was 97 years of age, served in, in the Navy. Uh, just an admirable, fine man, you know, who served the Lord all of his life after he got out of, uh, out of the conflict. From Kentucky, God brought him uh, to Cleveland um, to work in the salt mines. And uh, so, you know, he spent his life serving the Lord, but he, he was a blessing and uh, sure do that. That was called the greatest generation, and certainly, no question about it, they sacrificed a lot. That's true. Yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to wrap up this uh, segment of our, our podcast today, and I uh, want to hope that you'll uh, join us again next week for those that are listening, that uh, they'll be a part of uh, Labors in the Harvest. Dr. Barber, thank you for being a part of this, and we'll look forward to having our conversation continue next week as we pick up uh, that part again. Thanks again. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, this part of Labors in the Harvest as we've had this conversation with Dr. Raymond Barber. I don't know about you, but I appreciate these men who have walked uh, life's path a whole lot further than I have to hear the wisdom that God has given to them and to glean from that. And of course, to hear of his impressions of uh, as a young man growing up during our time in which our nation faced a tremendous conflict in World War II. And as a Christian, how his father responded to that. Well, I hope that you'll uh, join us again next week as we pick up part two uh, of our three-part conversation with Dr. Raymond Barber. Join us again next week when we drop part two. And thanks again for being a listener. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests 
as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest. Thank you.